All right, it's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning for an early session. Early Baldry's Beat today. And we're talking about the confusion that erupted yesterday after kind of the changing advice mm-hmm. from this federal national advisory committee on on vaccines and we've been told all along take the first shot that's offered to you right like don't wait don't do this vaccine shopping thing like maybe i'll wait and get the pfizer shot take the first one you can get which is what you, you, and I, you which and is I what you did and you did as well which is what i did which is what john horgan did what Which is Ju- what Justin, Justin Trudeau, Trudeau did. did. They all, all took AstraZeneca. They all got the AstraZeneca. Now NASI, bizarrely, uh, creating significant confusion um, at a time, worst possible time, by suggesting uh, you might want to wait for Pfizer or Moderna. It's just, uh, I can't fathom exactly why they did this. I guess what they're trying to say is that if you are, let's say you're, uh, you're able to shelter at home or you're able to work at home and you're under very little risk, that maybe it would be okay to wait, wait for the Pfizer. Or if you're in a situation where getting a second dose is going to be quite problematic. Yeah. Uh, if you're in a, that type of profession, if you're working in very remote areas. But again, they didn't really stipulate that. They didn't clarify that. And all they've done is create confusion and increase the the potential for vac- vaccination hesitancy. Well, that's the that's the fear, I think, for a lot of people is that if people start hearing this and say, wait a sec, now I don't want to take this vaccine now. But let's listen to this exchange in the House of Commons yesterday during question period. You're going to hear uh, conservative MP Michelle Rempel-Garner here, who is the official opposition health critic, uh, going up against federal health minister Patty Haidu on this point yesterday. Have a listen. So what does Health Canada advise? This is a lot different from what we've been hearing. Taking the first vaccine offered or wait, if you can, for an mRNA vaccine. If any Canadian is questioning whether a vaccine is right for them, the best place to get information is from their healthcare professional. Go to your, go to your healthcare professional for advice. The, the federal health minister is saying now. Why wouldn't she just come out and say, "Take the first vaccine that's offered to you"? Yeah, like now, they've been saying all along. To to be clear, in BC, this isn't much of a factor right now because we don't have any AstraZeneca left, <laughs> um, and we have no shipments uh, on the horizon. So right now, the only vaccines available in BC. Uh, I think there might be 10,000 AstraZeneca doses lying around out there, but everything is now going to be Pfizer and to a much lesser degree Moderna. So we're getting... Does that make it a moot point right now? Well, yes and no. I mean, I still think it's a a blundered message for sure. I mean, it's it's causing confusion to people. But the reality is you don't really get a choice in BC. Uh, The age-based rollout and the targeted rollout, where 15% of the doses in in May are going to be allocated to frontline workers... That's going to be Pfizer and it's and a much lesser degree Moderna. So we're getting 276,000 doses of Pfizer a week in yeah, May, right? which is more than a million doses. We're getting 130,000 doses of Moderna in next week. Uh, we had on hand last week, we got 138,000 uh, Pfizer and 82,000 Moderna. We're still going through that. And then we're going to be going through on a very rapid pace uh, the Pfizer vaccine. And then in June, we're getting 328,000 doses a week of Pfizer. So we're going to be pushing through these age groups very quickly. And AstraZeneca right now is not part of the well, conversation. There is, there is potential, though, that more AstraZeneca arrives could, later. Yep. And then we get into this situation again. Yep. Yeah, but I think uh, because of the amount of Pfizer coming in, this is going to sort of overtake this whole thing. Nevertheless, I think what NASI did was really needless confusion. Okay, well, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, just in the last hour or so, commenting on this uh, controversy, and here's what he had to say. Remember, 
all vaccines in Canada have been approved by Health Canada. Our advice to provinces and territories and to Canadians has not changed. Make sure you get your shot as soon as it's your turn. Already we're seeing how vaccines, along with public health measures, keep people safe. Okay, he says get your shot as soon as it's your turn. Again, that doesn't seem to fully clarify the issue. Because before it used to be, because, you know, and some people have an opportunity to get one or the other if you, if you want to wait. Well, right, right now, but again, a- my, back to my point, the AstraZeneca, you and I got AstraZeneca and John Horgan got AstraZeneca at a time when there was AstraZeneca to, to actually access. Yeah. And there's no AstraZeneca to access right now. So, but that's, it, that's, that's going to change. I mean, Joe Biden has offered, uh, m- uh, millions of doses of AstraZeneca to Canada and Mexico, and that's going to flow across the border at some point. So people are going to have a choice potentially, uh, in the weeks ahead. Having said that, though, the number, uh, the amount of Pfizer is going to overwhelm the amount right. of AstraZeneca. And yeah. so, and these age groups are, are going to be, we're going to be approaching, we're going to be rolling through the age groups very quickly. I mean, that's why, again, anybody listening, if you're in your 20s right now, you better register. Um, and, and because this thing's going to creep up on you very quickly in terms of your ability to Yeah, get registered you. now because there's lots of vaccine yeah. coming, right? But just the last point on this NASI thing, like it does seem to be kind of a breakdown between this National Advisory Committee on, on Vaccines, which is operates kind of independently. Yeah. And then you've got Health Canada, Health Canada sort of giving different messages. And we've seen this before. We've seen conflict between these two groups before. Always a danger of mixed messaging in this pandemic. Uh, we've seen it at the provincial level. We've seen it at the federal level. You see it at different health bodies they've got to be on the same page even health officers across canada bonnie henry seems to be sometimes on a different page than Teresa tam uh, yeah. the federal officer or or nina henshaw of uh, in alberta not all of them are always on the same page and that can be confusing for people okay let's listen to bonnie henry right now talking about the uh, speeding up uh, speeding things up on the vaccine front with more vaccine on the way here she is in some ways we've been building a spaceship as we've been flying it and we're now entering into a new era a new warp speed if you will okay so there's lots of vaccine coming and it's going to be distributed more quickly great metaphor (laughs) (laughs) warp speed yeah so uh, and what what this does create is the potential to um, shorten the gap between your first and second dose okay here she is speaking on exactly that point like right now we've got a four-month window between the first and the booster shot she's saying maybe that we can shrink that down a bit here she is with the new increased supply that we have, we, we are looking at the potential of decreasing the interval to, the, uh, to less than 16 weeks for most people. Okay, so it's not 16 weeks, maybe it'd be what? Well, 12 weeks? You have to start doing the math with the doses. And I don't think this, this will be shortened um, before June. But in June, like I say, we're getting 328,000 doses of, of Pfizer a week. So that's, you do the math, that's 1.3 million doses. Uh, on top of that, we're going to have the Janssen vaccine. There's going to be the Moderna vaccine, um, potentially AstraZeneca. So June could be a huge amount of doses of vitamin BC. And that means the potential to offer second doses is going to be in that time frame to people who got their, their vaccine either now or, or last month. Okay, well, that's great news, especially for people who have received the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine. There's lots more of that mm-hmm. vaccine on the way. But what if your first shot was an AstraZeneca vaccine yeah. and they don't have any more AstraZeneca? Yeah, so this has come up in, uh, in prior briefings, including the one yesterday. And there's what, what are called mix-and-match studies underway in the United Kingdom where they're experimenting with you get one vaccine, can you get a different type of vaccine? Right. So far, the science is not conclusive, but it's encouraging. Dr. Bonnie Henry addressed that yesterday. Okay, here she is speaking on this point yesterday. Here she is. 
recognize that that's a glitch and they're going to be fixing it. So there's not, I, um, we don't believe there's a risk of people being missed. It's the other way around. Okay, she's speaking there about some people who received the AstraZeneca had received an email or text message saying your booster shot could be a Pfizer shot. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's an error? That's a mistake? Well, we're not, yeah, we're not quite there yet, but yeah. that is a possibility, but that's a little premature to tell someone that. But they're, oh, yeah. again, they, they're doing these studies in the United Kingdom uh, where can you get one of these messenger RNA vaccines and get a different vaccine or get AstraZeneca and then get a messenger RNA. So the AstraZeneca is different than the uh, Pfizer or Moderna. Pfizer and Moderna are a brand new type of vaccine, never seen before, these messenger RNA vaccines. Right. Pfizer's sort of, a, or um, AstraZeneca is a more traditional type of vaccine, but can you mix the two? And that's what's being studied right now. Okay, all right, here she but is. But it happens that AstraZeneca, the clinical trials, is extremely effective. One dose of AstraZeneca is very effective. So don't, don't, uh, Think that because you got AstraZeneca, you're some well, this, weakened position. Well, this is why I didn't hesitate to take it too, and I'm yeah. sure you felt the same way. And, and like, even if um, this mixed messaging had come out a few weeks ago before I got the first shot of AstraZeneca, I'm, I don't think I would have waited anyway no. for Pfizer. I think I would have gotten AstraZeneca anyway. You want to get the vaccine as early as you can. You want to get the vaccine that's available to you as early as you can. Yeah. You do not want to get COVID-19. Well, you don't want to get, especially while you're waiting. Like, if, if you decide, oh, I'm going to wait a few weeks, man, get the Pfizer, and then you get sick while you're waiting, like... No. Yeah. The, the outcome of COVID-19, you know, we, we, m- most people recover, but many people do not. And they, the long ter- the long haulers, as we refer to them, there are many people yeah. in BC who continue to be sick of COVID-19 even after the 14-day incubation period. They have long-term effects. Well, that's why it's so troubling to see this nasty uh, messaging coming out, which it didn't appear to be like a blunder or a, you know an off-the-cuff remark by these officials. It seemed to be a very deliberate, this is the message they wanted to put out yesterday, that it's okay to mm-hmm. wait. Um, here's Dr. Bonnie Henry. She was asked about that yesterday, about whether you should wait for a Pfizer vaccine. Here's what she said. With the amount of transmission we are seeing in this province and in this country, then the the best advice that I can give and that we, uh, my colleagues across the country, give is the first vaccine that you have uh, access to is the one that you should get. Okay, so she has remained consistent on that point. She hasn't changed her position. No. Is always get the first vaccine that's offered right. to you. Nasi is, a, as you say, it's an advisory committee. It's not a regulatory body. It just offers advice. Health Canada is the regulatory body. And the advice, again, the strong recommendation, take the first vaccine you have access to. All right, Keith Baldry is my guest. Your calls to him. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Corey on the line. Hey, Corey. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. Good. Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating. I mean, the whole message out of um, Ottawa is just, it's, it's confusing people. People, you know, there's already enough conspiracy stuff out there. Um, and they're, you know, up and down, and AstraZeneca is good one week, not good the next week. I personally got AstraZeneca. Um, I wasn't wanting one of the new mRNA-type vaccines because it's never been in humans before. Not that AstraZeneca is that much better, but I did take that one. I was hesitant because of some of the back-and-forth stuff, and I did have a very adverse reaction. I was mm-hmm. sick for a couple of days, high fever, vomiting, everything. So I'm a little concerned for my second shot, but... I'm fine now, but I did have a really bad reaction. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of sad, right? But Okay, uh, thanks for the call. The AstraZeneca, he got the AstraZeneca hangover real bad. Yeah. And uh, this is people, varied. You know, a number of people got... Uh, My wife got real sick yeah. for a couple of days. 
my wife and I were fine. You know, I had a yeah. bit of a headache the next morning. That was it. But, uh, you know, neighbor three doors down, she got violently ill for like four days. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's a vaccine to, to uh, bolster your uh, immunity and to make you immune to this virus. So, you know, I'll take a couple days of being sick uh, over getting yeah. COVID-19. Jen in Poco. Hey, Jen. Hi. Um, Hi. I, there are people who are paid a lot of money to look out for our best medical interests. I am not one of them. I am tired of all the overanalyzing. I am 42. Uh, the second they told me I could go get an AstraZeneca, I kept my promise of getting the very first vaccine ever offered to me, and I went and got Good. it. And I, I just believe that the uh, fastest way out of this is if we're all on the same page. Um, mm-hmm. I know we have to be cautious as individuals, but there are teams of experts that are making sure that we are not sticking things into our arms that are going to um, you know, hurt us. And I just, I, I, we need to get out of this together. And there are so many different paths out of this that people seem to be taking. And I think we just need to stick together and just listen to mm-hmm. the health experts. Yeah. So the vaccines that have been approved are approved because they're safe and effective. And so take whichever one is put in front of you, which makes Nassie's comments uh, and recommendation yesterday all the more puzzling. Well, that's right. And I thought that was a great call. And thank you for that, Jen. And I thought you raised some great points. And that's why I think as well, it's why I think it's unfortunate to see this federal advisory committee now advise people, well, maybe it's okay to to wait if if you're worried. Let's go to Marion and White Rock. Hi, Marion. Oh, hi, guys. I, I uh, have an autistic son. He has been vaccinated. He's in a group home. He was vaccinated about six weeks ago. My husband and I are both vaccinated. The only way they will let us see him is outside or in a park. And it's just not working. He's very agitated. He's lost about uh, 20 pounds. He's getting to where he kind of almost doesn't know us anymore. The park situation, there's just so many people there. I feel exposed to myself. We've just asked if we could just put him in our car and take him for a drive, maybe take him to a drive through but they're refusing, and it's just not working. I mean, I go on the CDC site, and I see they're letting them take people out from long-term care for visits, but uh, they, they will not let us just have any sort of a decent visit what? with them, and we're just we're at our wit's end. We're just, what you know, were the... really is deteriorating. I'm really sorry to hear that, Mariana. What, what yeah. were the what were the rules pre-pandemic? Were you allowed to visit him anytime you yeah, wanted? Of course, we yeah. took him home every weekend, and we oh. had a great time, and he was happy. And now he's just totally agitated because he doesn't know what's going on. You can't explain it to him. He's fairly severely autistic, and uh, he's just looking worse and worse. <laughs> he's lost losing weight, and he looks awful. You, you, that, that sounds terrible, Marion. Um you might want to contact the provincial ombudsman's office because yeah. they they were doing work to get people into long term care. And group homes as well. So I think if you contact the provincial ombudsman's office, they might be able to provide you some assistance because group homes are not, you know, they have to follow the rules too. And yeah. it'll be interesting. I mean, the, you can now go into long-term care homes and take people out for for outings, right? And one, I just don't, I'm not conversant with the rules on group homes, but again, I urge you to contact the provincial ombudsman's office. Mira, I really sorry for your pain there, um, and I hope you're fully reunited with him very very soon. Let's go to Peter on the open line. Hey, Peter. Hi. Hi, go ahead. Got a minute here. Okay, I've got two kids. They're in their 20s, and I'm 63. And I'm just wondering, I've been trying to figure out whether or not they can get vaccinated or not. Sure they can, when their time comes. Have they registered on the provincial government website? No. So I urge you to to register. They're going to be in line for a shot sooner than you think. Right now we're still in the 50s, but we're getting so much vaccines in the next two months 
that younger age groups are going to be eligible for a shot sooner than you think. Yeah, Peter, tell your tell your kids to get registered, get registered. Imme- immediately. Christine in Vancouver, 30 seconds here. Go ahead. It's okay. I'll be quick. We had our shots in the middle of March. How do we get notification? Because all we were given was a yellow piece of paper receipt. How do we get notified for our next shot? Will they somehow find us? But their phone number's on there. Keith. Yeah, they should find you, but if you you can also go online and and, and it depends whether you got it in, the, in a pharmacy or if you're part of the age group rollout. The pharmacy you're going to have to re-register. The age group should find you. Keith, thanks a lot for coming in. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.